0: Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security, AI, and meaning-focused podcast that looks at how best to thrive as humans in a post-AI world. It combines original ideas, analysis, and mental models to bring not just the news, but why it matters and how to respond. All right, welcome to Unsupervised Learning. This is Daniel Meisler. Okay, super excited for a new feature that we just shipped in Fabric. You can now add your own personal context to fabric using the switch C option. Actually switch C actually calls the context. You actually put the context into context.md, which is stored under dot config slash fabric. And then yeah, the file is called context.md. And I've got an early version of mine here that's visible in the newsletter. And it's essentially um, mission, beliefs, goals. I'm gonna go ahead and add challenges it gets fairly personal. I mean, essentially this is going to be like the soul of what you put into your DA. So I'm kind of working on an early version of that, but what it allows you to do inside of fabric is you can ask normal questions with normal fabric, like extract the wisdom out of this thing or analyze the security report or give me recommendations about how I can do a particular thing. But if you switch C, if you pass the switch C option for context, it will filter those results that come from the pattern that come from the AI with the context of what you care about. Right. So I actually have a section inside of my context that says I care about the following things, which is very similar to the, uh, the context itself, but that allows you to shape the output and customize it according to what you care about in the world. So we're really happy about that feature and we're going to keep adding to it, making it better. What I'm really excited about, which I haven't started working on yet, is right next to that context file, I'm gonna create a model file, model.md. And this is gonna be even more insane because what I'm gonna do in there is I'm gonna capture how I see the world. I actually just published an article called Framing is Everything. And that basically talks about how the, the way you see the world is the way that you interpret everything. So what I wanted to do is essentially when I learn new things, this is what I would do with or without tech, right? This is what I would ideally be doing every time I read a book, every time I read a story, read a biography, watch a video, whatever it is. Ideally, I'm learning from that thing. And what I want to do is tangibly do this using AI. I want to tangibly capture my model of the universe, my model of reality, how I see, you know, the reality around me. And I'm going to put that in model.md. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, okay, as I'm parsing things using fabric, especially for like extract wisdom or extract recommendations or insights or something like that, I'm going to say, okay, cool. How can I use that knowledge that I just gathered to update my model? And in turn, this is what's really cool. Then you can ask the AI, you can ask your DA, your digital assistant. You can say, Hey, I've got this problem this is a thing I need to decide. I need to decide, do I expand my business? Do I break up with this girl? Do I go on this vacation? Do I do the following thing? Right? And then you pass in the problem and you also pass in automatically your knowledge of the world, your model. Okay. And it also sees your context. So it knows what you're trying to accomplish. So now it knows how you see reality. It knows what you're trying to do in the world. And you're giving it a problem. So that is amazing. Now it's going to say, look, because you're trying to do these things and because this is how you see the world, you know, I think you should do this. And then alternatively, when you get new information, it'll be like, hey, look, um, Riva Tez, she sees the world like this and she does this in her daily routine. In fact, that's another file that I'm going to be making is routine.md. So this is another sort of evergreen, constantly updated file. So when she says, Hey, I read every morning before I get started, or I read every night before I go to bed, or I brush my teeth at night instead of in the morning, whatever any person says, right? I'm not saying she said those things, but let's say it's a Huberman episode. doesn't matter where we get it. The point is when they offer something, I want the DA to basically say, Hey, look, I looked at your model. Do you want me to update the model? I looked at the routine. Do you want us to update the routine based on this new knowledge that we now have? And there'll be some sort of yes or no option or deliberation or something, or maybe sometimes it'll automatically do it. But I would say for the time being, there probably needs to be a human in the middle there. And then ultimately what you end up with is an evolving, improving model of the world combined with an evolving and improving routine all coming from the parsing of reality through this tool of AI. So once again, we we're back at the very core concept of like, we're not doing this for the sake of doing it. We're not just running patterns for no reason. We're not just doing AI for no reason. This is all based on human life. This is based on us trying to be more efficient, better, more connected, more human. Ultimately, we're trying to be more human here. That, that's what we're doing with this project. And that's why I'm so insistent on getting the context in there, and the model in there, and the routine, right? Because all of this comes back to how are we actually improving our lives? All right, so that is fabric. Let's see here. I uh, got a blog post here: how I find positivity in AI's taking of 80% of jobs, and another one called creators, nurturers, executors, and gatekeepers. So I highly recommend you check those two out. Some security stuff here. OpenAI and Microsoft stopped multiple groups from China and Iran and North Korea and Russia that were using OpenAI for nasty stuff like code debugging crafting phishing schemes, stuff like that, and they disabled those accounts. New paper shows that GPT-4 can autonomously hack websites, including performing SQL injections. Yeah, this paper turned out to not be that good, and uh, Clint Gibbler had some analysis on that in his uh, newsletter, TLDRSEC which I definitely agreed with. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure how exactly they got this paper through. Um, The big problem with it actually was that they didn't publish much methodology stuff. They were just like, oh, we did this. And of course that's not very reproducible. So I'm actually gonna modify the fabric pattern for analyzing papers to be able to catch this issue that it had with it. Oh, CISA is setting up a new office to push zero trust. Security researcher found a BMW cloud server that was set up to expose critical internal data with a public public repo or a public uh, bucket, as we've seen a million times. Someone from Malta was arrested for spreading Warzone RAT, a tool packed with cybercrime features like key logging and remote desktop control. And the FBI and DOJ also coordinated the seizure of four domains linked to the malware and the arrest of someone else in Nigeria. And the FBI stopped a Russian intelligence-focused botnet hiding in Ubiquiti routers. A court-authorized operation disrupted hundreds of Ubiquiti Edge OS routers used by APT28 for global espionage. Vulnerabilities, big issue with Exchange Server 9.8, and Microsoft patched 73 vulnerabilities, including two zero days that were being actively exploited. Technology. Zuckerberg says the pandemics over hiring and a shift towards efficiency are the main reasons for ongoing tech layoffs. Specifically said it wasn't AI that's causing this. That was pretty interesting. Said it was all about being leader leaner. Right. And I'm like, um, those are kind of the same thing guy. Uh, <laughs> he's like, it's not about AI. We are focusing on AI we do want to be a smaller, more lean team. And we're going to use AI for that. But this, these layoffs are not for it because of AI. I'm like, okay, those don't make any sense. I mean I think being efficient might become like the common euphemism <laughs> for companies to stop backfilling natural attrition and to start implementing a lot more AI. It's like, "Oh no, it's not about replacing people. It's about being more efficient, you know. Just being more efficient as an organization is better." Well, yeah. Uh companies with fewer people are more efficient. It, at least uh for the work that they're doing. And it doesn't mean you can get more done with fewer people, right? Sometimes you need more people, but point is, I think those are sort of combining. Opening I just released Sora, which uh creates insanely realistic looking short videos from a text prompt. And I think this is really, really cool, but it's not like you can make a movie like this. It, the whole genius of a movie is that the director can tell the thing exactly how it wants to change the thing. It's like, no, put the hat to the side. You know, uh walk slightly different, you know, change your voice a little bit. And that's not anywhere near the type of control that we have. So I think this is going to like disrupt for sure and definitely scare a lot of people, but I think we need a few phases beyond this before we start to really start to disrupt something like Hollywood and Carpathy is leaving OpenAI again, but he says there was no drama. He just wants to focus on personal projects, which I believe him. I watch a lot of his videos and that seems to be the case. Zuckerberg did an amazing pitch for the quest being better than the vision pro And it was basically like a monologue of him sitting on the couch. It was absolutely glorious. I loved it. I loved seeing him. I loved seeing him talking. I'm an Apple acolyte. I'm very much on the side of Apple vision pro, but I liked a lot of his points. Most of all, I just liked how he spoke about it. I love the fact that there was no production. It was literally him on a couch, like not, not even anything special behind him on the wall or anything. It was just like so native and just raw. And I really appreciated that. I think more people need to do that. Sam Altman is putting together $7 trillion for uh, chips and energy in UAE, which is a good move for UAE. And large US companies are now deploying AI to scrutinize employee communications in apps like Slack teams and Zoom. And uh, I think we should stop being surprised about these types of things, you know, monitoring or culture enforcement stories like that. Companies don't owe anyone jobs, not a single person. You're only there because they absolutely need somebody. And because two, they think you're the best person for that job. And if your Slack and Zoom and other types of communications indicate otherwise, then you should be expected to take action to find someone that is better. I mean, that, that's what you should expect from the company. I think so much of people's anxiety around employment comes from feeling mistreated, right? they they feel a disconnect between their expectations and reality at work like they're owed this amazing job at this company and somehow the company is like they're being selfish they're not even thinking about me and it's a total lie the whole thing is a lie companies don't owe employees anything if they could do the job with a fleet of gpt5 powered robots they would fire everyone as soon as legally possible never ever forget that and help your loved ones realize this as well and, and this is Not a judgment of companies, by the way. I'm not saying that they're evil. What I'm bothered about is the fact that the illusion has worked so well. And so many people are still fooled by this. A lot of the anxiety and suffering goes away when you see the company worker relationship for what it is, which is if they could do the job that was previously done with 200,000 employees and they can now do that job with two employees, you should expect them to be thinking about as quickly as possible, how to get down to two employees. And here's another way to think about this. Let's say that you have a lemonade stand, and it doesn't require that you hire any employees. This is like the pure case of like how to think about this. You have a lemonade stand, you have one lemon tree, and you make as many as you can for that day, glasses of lemonade, and you sell them. Now imagine you are in the middle of selling these in the middle of a summer day and a giant Pack of people come with signs and they come to your lemonade stand. They say, We demand more jobs. They say, We absolutely must be employed. You have this thriving business and you haven't employed any of us. Not a single person. None of us has been employed by you. You're selfishly just doing the work with the people that you have, which in this case is just one person. And your response to them is like, Here's the thing, I don't need Anyone else. Like, I literally don't need anyone else. And in fact, if I were to hire a single extra person, I would lose money because the amount I would be paying them would be cutting into the profits here and it would just not be a good lemonade stand. Now, there could be some weirdness there that makes the analogy a little bit strange because a lot of these tech companies are making tons of money, but that doesn't mean they need to hire people just because they have lots of money to pay them. What determines whether or not you hire people? Is whether or not you need those people to do the work. So, this is why robotics and AI and automation in general is a downward pressure on the number of people that you need. And you should never expect somebody, any company, to have a single employee more than they absolutely need. And the lie that we're being told, and we're telling all these kids going to college, is that the jobs are just there, they will always be there. They are waiting for us. They're supposed to, these jobs are produced in order to hire college people. Like these are two sides of a thriving relationship. Colleges produce people and the job and the companies hire the people. And this is how it's always been. And this is how it always will be. And that is just not true. It is not reality. The only guarantee has been one of history. It, it's been the fact that there hasn't been tech good enough to not require the humans. So of, yes, of course, for all these decades, all these years, all these millennia, we have needed people to do the jobs. The moment that becomes not true, the jobs go away. And it won't be an alignment issue. It won't be an evil issue. It'll be simply the person with the lemonade stand who doesn't need to hire someone. So. There is that rant. Not even really a rant, a clarification. Not like there's anyone I'm mad at other than the misconception, I imagine. All right, OpenAI just closed funding that puts its value at 80 billion. OpenAI is testing memory controls for ChatGPT, allowing users to manage what the AI remembers or forgets. Air Canada was forced to pay a refund for something its chatbot offered that was incorrect. Yeah, yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> Start making claims to customers, uh, with AI, you're going to have to back it up. Google's new Gemini 1.5 can process up to a million tokens, setting a new standard for large-scale foundational models. I cannot believe a million tokens. And evidently based on all the stuff that I'm reading, this thing doesn't miss like the, it's really a million tokens. People are putting a million tokens in and they're changing like one minor thing, like in the middle of it or in some random place. And it's actually, and they're asking a question about that particular thing that they changed and the model is picking it up. It's actually tracking the full million tokens, which is super exciting. I mean, it kind of puts a lot of pressure on rag. You need a lot less rag when you're able to do this. Although you don't want to be sending a million tokens all the time. It is going to be expensive. But crowd just raised 102. Oh. I didn't put the million. Looks like they just raised one hundred and two dollars. I think they raised more than that because that doesn't seem like very much. It's one hundred two million. Sequoia Capital is addressing open source software's funding drought by offering equity-free stipends to developers. And human news: U.S. Patent Office says AI cannot be inventors, but their human users can. And I love the spirit here, but this is like a distinction without a difference. How is the office supposed to know who did what <laughs> when you can have ai draw the diagrams write the application and make it look really good all the human will have to do is sign their name at the bottom like who are you uh, fooling here not me i'm not fooled violent crime in the us is on an insane decline despite public perception thinking the opposite looks like 2023 in over 200 cities a 12.2% drop in murder rates compared to 2022 And that extends to rape, robbery, and aggravated assault, all showing decreases. But you know what? What matters is what people think is happening, not what's actually happening. Researchers have distilled storytelling into six fundamental emotional arcs. Pretty cool. They looked at 1,327 stories from Project Gutenberg and identified these patterns. U.S. government will soon spend more on debt than defense. CDC's first state-level analysis of long COVID found the most effective states, and West Virginia had it worse. And it was a lot of uh, upper Midwest and Southeast. Had a sick idea for a fabric called rate predictions. So you go and collect all of someone's public works, including their books and essays and videos and all that, right, for their whole career. Parse them for predictions. Rate both whether it came true, but also how confident they were in it. Provide a score of how much you should listen to those person's future predictions. So Paul Krugman, for example, will get an F. And this is actually what I'm most excited about with agent forms. You could basically say, hey, go and get everything that so-and-so has ever done. Now do this to it and do this to it and do this to it and then tell me the results. So you could do a million different things. You could be like, hey, show me how innovative they are. Or, show me, go collect all their ideas into one place or tell me why they should be canceled or tell me why they should get a a medal or tell me how stupid they are or tell me how smart they are or write a letter that thanks them for their contributions to children's education, giving examples throughout their career and put it into a nice book that we can have printed somewhere because I want to give them to give it to them as their birthday gift or something. Right. And then, all these agents spin up, and there's like dozens of them going and researching and collecting. Then you give it to another agent, which does the design of the book, and then you ship it off to some printing agency, and pretty soon you have this awesome gift. All right, discovery. Wesley, the founder of Anon, no Axon AI, is looking to refine his tools, content, idea generation prompt. So, it's simplifying the prompt by focusing on the target audience's needs. Stephen McMichael from our UL community wrote a, wrote a blog post and did a number of videos showing off fabric and its patterns. Many thanks to Stephen McMichael for that. That was very cool. And he continues to do it. I've seen more videos coming out. It's super awesome. And I'm, I'm seeing it on YouTube now. I actually did a search to find my own video because I couldn't find it. And uh, there's a bunch of people posting about fabric and what they're doing with it. So that was uh, really exciting. Sock interview questions is a list of, you guessed it, Sock interview questions curated by oganal 0 on Reddit. And it's by Let's Defend. Auto-fine-tune script to easily fine-tune a model with synthetically generated data by Yohi. Docker hardening. Written right before he died, this piece shares insights Steve Jobs wanted to pass on as his life learnings. This thing is really, really good. I read it again. Running Llama 2 Uncensored Locally. Nick Stavish's guide dives into Nix's home manager for Mac OS to streamline .file management. The great GPT firewall. Rika unveils groundbreaking 21B parameter model. Masked muddler intelligence. Rebuilding the middle class with AI. Packing for LLM. Training efficiency. AI is starting to threaten white collar jobs. Well, we knew that. Suffering Forces Change by Tim Ferriss. Somebody is going to dim the sun and it will be soon. This is a really cool article. F you, show me the prompt. So you think you know Git? Stop basing your self worth on other people's opinions. This is by Mark Manson. The best Vision Pro apps so far. I'm an old fart and AI makes me sad. A poignant. Reflection on how AI's evolution sparks nostalgia and a sense of loss by Alex Suzuki. Why McDonald's Coke is Better and the Recommendation of the Week. Absolutely loving this book, Same as Ever by Morgan Housel. I've now since finished it. It has themes similar to my stochastic prediction idea in uh, yeah, my recent article on AI predictions. But basically, tech is unpredictable, but humans are extremely predictable. And this book covers the topic really well with lots of different examples. Highly recommend it. Again, Same as Ever by Morgan Housel. And the aphorism of the week, A year from now, you will wish you had started today. A year from now, you will wish you had started today. Karen Lamb. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Miesler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmiesler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.